All of my recommended videos are live cabarets Fair. from um, New Broadway. I've been in this weird pocket of YouTube. I've been watching things being melted with a thousand degree metal balls. Yeah, is the nickel yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally understand exactly where you're going with that. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Um, it's it's like the the press. Yeah, and the, the, the hydraulic, hydraulic press, press one too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just love when things are on fire apparently and being crushed. Yeah, no, it's it's good. They have like the fire. threads on Twitter and I watch them. I get stuck on mm -hmm. those. Yeah. I could not believe it. Anyway. <laughs> so how's it going? Are, Are we, we starting? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um Whoops. Sorry, Lydia and I are playing I'm like a professional No, we're not. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that. Oh my god. We're almost They're done. gonna think we're nerds. We're almost done. Right? We're definitely like aforementioned nerds. Eat it. Whatever. See <laughs> if I care. Eat that. No, you eat this. Oh, son of a bitch. Yes, please. Well, we're almost done, anyway. guys. Don't I know. worry. I'm you guys don't worry, we're almost done. I'm, I'm about to, to finish start. this up. <laughs> I'm like, hello, hi, <laughs> uh, hello, welcome, welcome. It's me. I'm alone. I'm not the one who's doing the intros today, though, so I can't. I can't even start. I would like I to know Lydia. who's doing it. Is it me? Yeah. No. No. It's Sam. It's Sam. Do oh. you want to do intros? I'm not. Unless you don't want to do intros. Please do intros. That would make me so happy. Oh, just not right now. Yeah. You know what? I forfeit. We're doing this. We're starting. We're starting. Forfeit then. I, 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 I exited out. We're gonna start. It's gonna do the thing. This has been a trial <laughs> to get to where we're standing right here. I'm sitting actually. None of us are standing. <laughs> are you still? I. It hasn't ended, so I need to make sure that I'm winning. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry that no, I no, am this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. I hate all of this. Listen, okay, all this is is dead noise for Sam to edit out. <laughs> Are we on a schedule? Do you have a bedtime? I do. I have to open tomorrow. So do I. Oh, I don't actually have a bedtime. I, I don't to. go to sleep. I don't understand how it's still your main face. Thank you. I don't you. understand the words that you're speaking out of your mouth. <sighs> okay. Hello. Wait, Hello. I need that. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey, there we Hello. go. Hello. Okay. So I guess I'm introducing everybody this week. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Can You Believe This Shit? This is Zoe McCormick. Hi. Dominic Gates. Oh. Lydia Stoic. I'm Lydia. And I'm the sound producer, Sam Wiesner. Wow. That's amazing. Professional last names. Quick to the point. You we're went on the for grid, it. Mom. We're here. Yeah, we're like, actually, like, is this our first official, official, official week? I don't know. I feel like last week we were all just in such a panic about it being official. Very that. Yes. We're official, 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 official. We have like people listening to us. We do. We have. People have listened. At least 21 listeners. Are you. Are yeah. Me right now? 21? For the first 21 episode. people listened to the first episode. On SoundCloud. Uh, Excuse me. Okay, I'm done burping. I am gonna ask the question because now we're introduced. Who's going first? Who's Are we just going really first? Yes, I, I want to know who's going first. Can we can continue. We can continue who's to conversate about it. I want to know. It's converse. Just say talk. <laughs> 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 I 
I say that at work a lot. Do you want to fight? <laughs> People at, at work say conversate a lot. Huh? Conversate. I like it as a word. Mm -hmm. It's not a word, I though. know. That's the thing. I say I irregardless like it. all the time. It's hmm? a sound. Irregardless. I say it all the time. Irregardless? Yeah. I've said it. I continue to oh. say it. Listen, slang something. Do you like that? You know, like you're no, I I just don't. I just am hearing it. I don't think I've ever heard you. I was trying to think if I've ever heard you say it before. Oh, okay. Sam hates it. <laughs> yeah, but who's going first, Sam? Okay, fine. <laughs> you're going first, Lydia. <laughs> oh my god. And I'm Dominic. Yes. Oh. And so you're last this week. Yes. I'm gonna put that down then. All, All right, y'all. Right. Oh, we're just gonna get it. All right, this. let's do it. Let's just no, I'm in. fucking ready. <laughs> let's do it. Got it. Amazing. <laughs> Listen. Liddy just picked her phone up with her feet. Well, I can say through it earlier. Me? What? Make a wish. Make a wish. Make a wish. Um, Sam's birthday. I that is Sam's birthday. Happy birthday, Sam, on that day. Um, it is that day right now. Okay, so you guys want to know what I'm doing? Yes. I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing. Okay. I'm doing the Ripper Crew. I looked into doing that this week. It was on my list of like possibles, and I was like, I'm snatched. I'm in the I'm dark. I'm so glad. It's. Oh man. It's a lot. Let's okay. go. It's like a cult. Okay, let's jump in. But it's a teeny cult. We're jumping in. A teeny. It's the, the cult only had four members. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh my god. I forgot something before I start my story. There was something that I meant to say in my uh, Bermuda fucking triangle story oh, last okay. week. Remember, this is kind of like a correction, except it's an addition. <laughs> I looked up the Bermuda Triangle on Google Maps. And there, it's a place on Google Maps where you, it'll tell you how to walk there, how to get there, because it's Google fucking Maps. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, mm. Meaning, it's like a marker, so you can search it's from a, it's here a place to the yeah. Triangle. Yeah, it's a sure. place registered. There are comments okay. <laughs> of people who have gone there. Huh. Reviews. Yeah, reviews. Good. And they're hilarious. I'm sorry, but they are. <laughs> like, it's like 10 out of 10 would recommend yeah. Met Aliens. They were super nice. Like, it was a great time. Hair design, Bermuda Triangle, Taco Bell. I'm looking at your... <laughs> Listen. Your recent Google Map searches. Well, <laughs> important. I'm sorry, but that's how it lonely. is. Anyway, okay, my story. My story for this week. My real story. It's the Ripper Crew, okay. Chicago Rippers. Um, bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> bunch of assholes. Oh, Chicago Ripper Crew. Yeah. Come on. In Chicago. Chicago. Not just Chicago, but we'll get to it. Okay. Um, so I think I will start out with a list of their known victims. Oh, man. How many are there? There are 18 plus. Motherfucker. Um, probably a lot more than 18. Yeah. But not like uh, I'm sure there are some they never found. They were a cult, a gang of four guys. Um, I will t say their names right now. Uh a satanic cult and an organized crime group they have been called led by robin get uh and his gish gisht gesh gesht yeah thank you gesht spell that uh g-e-c-h-t gesht i think sure um and his three associates edward spreizitzer 
Spritzer. Spritzer. Thank you. Um, I don't know how to pronounce anything ever. Andrew and Thomas. Mm, I don't know. Cocorelli. Sure. Are they married or are they brothers? Brothers. Andrew and Thomas. They are they, brothers. They could be married. Oh, they I thought could it was be Andrew married. and Thomas. And I was like, cool. That's his full name. <laughs> Andrew and Thomas. Yeah. Andy Ann. I love that. Andy Ann. Hello. That's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> I hate him. <laughs> they were really only, sus- like, they couldn't, I mean, they couldn't pin them down for very much, but they were, sus- I mean, they, they could, but not all of their shit. They were suspected of at least 18 women. Okay. Mm. What was really terrifying about this is it was kind of like a Ricardo Ramirez situation where there was zero profiling in their victims. They snatched anyone, um, oh any boy. woman. And I'm going to pause for just a second. I'm sorry. I had to jump in somewhere. Uh, just a, yeah. Um, so I let my friend who I work with listen to this podcast uh, mm-hmm. prematurely. Oh, yes. uh, the Richard Ramirez one uh-huh. that we did last week. Last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. A couple of and, weeks ago. Um, Two. Yes. He texted me today. He was like, dude, there's a dude that works at our job whose name is Ricardo Ramirez. And I was mm-hmm. like, kill him. Oh. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, mama. I shouldn't say that. What if he actually kills him? Uh, well, you're responsible. Well, you'll have a story for the podcast. Uh, um, Jake, if you listen to this, don't kill Ricardo Ramirez. Okay. Just don't, maybe. There we go. Okay. <laughs> what did I just say? I'm sorry. What did I just say? I don't remember. Ricardo Ramirez. Oh, um, yeah. So they don't have Rand. profiling. They, they didn't profile. They the only their only uh, qualif- qualifier was like women. They killed one man that they know of. But, okay, so let's see. So, okay, first was Linda Sutton, okay? Uh, that was in 1981, May 23rd. That was their first murder. 81? Mm-hmm, 1981, that they know of. They don't know of anything till uh, 92. Oh, shit. Yeah, so we don't know. And so, we have, I'm sorry, we have 18 more to go. Yeah. 17 more to go? Uh, 17 more And we are in 92, so this is, like, recent. No, 82. Oh. Yeah, so not... That reason, the 80s. But um, Cynthia Smith, oh, uh, by the fucking way, Linda Sutton was found in Villa Park, uh, which is right by where Sam and I grew up. Cynthia Smith, this is what I hate. The police didn't name at least 11 sex workers that were all killed by them. Mm. They, They were just, like, in all the research... The quote and everything I found was from the police, at least 11 unnamed prostitutes. In addition to the 18? Or um, is that part of the 18? After Cynthia Smith. Okay. May 15, 82. Lorraine Lori Borowski. She was 21. May 29, Shumak. I don't know how to say her name, and I'm very sorry about that. She was 30. June 13, Angel York. August 28th, Sandra Delaware. September 8th, Rose Beck Davis. September 11th, Carol Pappas. October 6th, Beverly Washington. And then Raphael Tornado was an unarmed man that they shot. Kind His of last name was Tornado? Yeah. No, it's uh, Torado. I'm sorry. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was like, tornado! <laughs> nope. I wanted it to be tornado, tornado. so bad. Right. I'm very sorry about that. 
Um, Wait, but why'd they kill him? And how did they know they killed him? I, did the bullets match? I have... I think it was in one of their confessions. Oh, they were just like, we did that too? Well... Were there right. bullets? Because you say ripper, so I'm thinking... Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here I go. Okay. Oh, the shit is a fucked. Okay, so they found... They found Linda Sutton in uh, Villa Park. A manager of a hotel called the police about what he thought was... Originally, he thought it was a dead deer, like, <gasps> out by his motel, and it was Linda Sutton. Mm. Um, now, one of the most... One of the reasons why the, their crimes are so fucked up, well, there's their crimes in general, but they left pretty horrific crime scenes. Uh-huh. Um, and it took them a while to find and catch them or even really understand what was going on or connect each individual crime scene. Why? But just because it was so chaotic? It was just so horrific, and it was so chaotic. It was all over Chicago and the suburbs. Like, towns around where we are at this moment, towns around, towns in the town I grew up in. I've never heard of this. Were they around downtown? Were they, like, also in Chicago? Also Chicago? in Chicago, Chicago. Okay. Which, which was one of the reasons because it was, like, the Elmhurst cops were involved oh, a lot. Oh, because they were all over the place because the jurisdiction was all different. Yeah. And so, like, that's one of the reasons why I think oh, it took yeah. them so long to connect them. Oh, Plus, course. the... Police they, forces they took, talking to each other. Yeah, they took sex workers. They took random, you know, just, like, women from the suburbs who were just walking down the street any day, day, night, any time of day. They just would snatch them. Oh Linda Sutton's body... I need to tell you a little bit about this crime scene. Oh, and it's Jesus really Christ. fucked up. I wish you wouldn't. I wish you would stop. <laughs> I have to. It's fine. She was found definitely beaten, stabbed multiple times, uh. mutilated, sexually assaulted. They removed her left breast. Yeah, they did, didn't they? They did that to every yeah. single woman. Yeah, they, they did. While they were alive. They took off. They Why? Just for the fun. For Satan. But that was really for just sake. that was really just for flavor. Uh, for flavor. Never in all of my satanic research have I seen that Satan likes left titties. That was really just like just an the excuse. Left, left titties. Um, I think the left the the left breast was thing was Robin Gesht's like his calling card. That's what that he was to his do. perversion. Like that was <sighs> he was into. They took it off took off their breasts while they were still alive. Mm. I don't um, like that. With a piano wire. <gasps> that's really bad. I oh, didn't know that fuck. detail. Yeah. That's kind of maybe the worst thing I've heard all day. That's excruciating. Then they chopped it up. I would hope that's the worst thing you've heard all day. What else have you heard today? I don't know. I Google things. Okay, things fair. happen You're on right. the internet. <laughs> My life happens. Afterwards, they <laughs> went up to uh, Robin Guest's attic which he referred to as his satanic temple they chopped up said breast they all uh, ejaculated onto uh -huh. it they ate it they ate they, it after ejaculating they ate their ejaculate yes i guess that seems to be the order it I, doesn't seem like you could do it the other way around because it wouldn't be there to jack off onto you are because <laughs> you ate it hate these motherfucker i so, hate them 
Now, I want to know how these people find each other. I'll fucking tell you. Oh, my God. Because, like, I can't even find, like... It's hard to, like, find a group of people to even exist and talk about normal things with. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. Yeah, so the fuck was I? (laughs) Not much is really known about the crew prior to the killings um, that they know of, other than their leader, Robin Gesch, was employed at PDM Contractors. Contractors. Which, coincidentally, was owned by fellow serial killer and rapist John Wayne Gacy. Oh. This motherfucker worked for John John Wayne Gacy. And John Wayne Gacy had said that he, at one point, said that he might have had an accomplice. Yeah, I was just about to say that real quick because that's like a thing. Consider Robin Gisht. As Ew, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Me Wait, but neither. don't they have like different types? They definitely have different like, types. Quite different yes. types. Quite different types. So they both have murdering? exclusively gendered types, and they're both up. Uh, dare to be different. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dare to be different. Well, dare. That was <laughs> that happened. Um, but yeah. Also, my aunt. Grew up on the same block as John Wayne Gacy. She was a child when he lived there. Where'd your aunt go to grade school? Uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, because your aunt might know my parents. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so, but yeah, so that's, and he recruited these guys after, like, he continued to work in the field and he basically started to, I guess he just like with all the con- like contracting construction people he was around, he probably just fielded disgusting remarks and saw who responded and was like, "Okay, join my murder cult for Satan." Sure. So you just like, "Hey there, Jim. I love an isolated left breast. How about you? <laughs> you want to kill and torture some women?" <laughs> and if Jim's like, "Well, no, uh, I." I bet a thousand percent that he just started showing people porn and just it get, kept getting significantly more and more fucked up. And he was like, well, how about how about we go out and find this? I know how to go and get this. And that. like he probably could have, have really... Have you ever he, watched he, Criminal Minds before? He, he, <laughs> he probably could have really easily just like dropped like comments like yeah. like just nonchalant quote, you know, like quote marks, fucking comments about violence against women. <laughs> Bless you. you. And then saw who was like, haha, yeah, fuck women. You know what I mean? I don't I assume that's how straight men interact with each other. I don't know. But I've never met a straight man in my life. Yeah. That part. (laughs) This was difficult to research, okay, because the shit is fucked. Difficult in a Uh, like in a moral sense. My eyeballs don't deserve this sense. Yeah. Okay. And also it was like unreasonably hard to find a significant amount of the victims' names. I'm sorry. Yeah. Real quick, speaking of eyeballs, please tell me there are no eyeballs in this story. Ah. Uh. You're not saying anything, lady. Well, because I researched a lot of cults, and there were definitely some eyeballs in there, and I'm just trying to make sure it didn't come over into this one. I don't think. So. I don't think so. Thank you. Okay. I don't think so. I think it was mostly just left breasts. Mm. It. Mm. Okay. Um. <laughs> Why did that cut the air so hard? <laughs> I didn't do it. Like the story did it. Well, fucking Robin did it. I'm, Robin Gish. I'm thinking memes, so that's my problem. Oh that. man, you were just trying to not. Yes. Sure. Gish was also accused of molesting his own sister. 
So it was May 23rd, 1981. The crew abducted their first known victim, sex worker Linda Sutton. This was the first, also the first body that was found, right. if you remember. Her body was found 10 days after she died. Where was it found? Where was she found? Outside a motel in Villa Park. How did it take Park. 10 days to find a body outside in public, in the world, in public, outside, Well, um, I have... <laughs> what terrifies me is I've, I have been and drove past... Past that motel? Not the specific... I don't know which motel it is, but mm. I've been to a motel, like motels in Villa Park. Yeah. They exist. And some of the ones have big just stretches of what's essentially just tall grass Open and some field. trees mm. like Gross. it could have easily been really kind of like kind of far out, out a little behind, bit sure. like hidden behind vegetation of some kind like uh, in a place that you wouldn't find until someone else went to do- dump like a second body there and they're like <laughs> oh shit right. or like the, uh, there was a day when the manager was outside and yeah. he was downwind and could smell it and yeah. was like because that's when he smelled it ever a like, time where two serial killers are like at a particular dumping ground at the same time and they're like Dibs, dude, get out of here. Like, of course, a, a because fight. fucking uh, peop- men kill people so much. Just and constantly. There are two serial killers in Chicago, at least right now. At least. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. There are women found burned up in dumpsters naked, like, all the time. And also, um, there's, like, an, a disproportionate number of women being strangled in Chicago. Significantly up there. Okay. Good to know. All right, back to this. I think it was like a year and a half after Cynthia Smith was abducted and they had found at least, during that time, at least 11 unnamed sex workers (sighs) were mutilated and sexually assaulted. I already said that. Uh, Then Lorraine Lori Borowski was mutilated and found, was snatched off the street in Elmhurst. (sighs) which is the town that Sam and I grew up in. And she was snatched. She was opening her, the uh, real estate agency that Mm. she works. And there are a bunch in Elmhurst and I know where they all are. So it was one of them. She was snatched off the street. Later, the employees came to find the door locked and they found her keys and stuff like just nearby. Yeah. Just like on the ground nearby. Um, And they were like, this isn't like her. She was, like, responsible and stuff. Like, she would have opened the office. She would have been there. But she wouldn't have left her shit behind on the ground and disappeared. On the ground. Exactly. And, like, Elmhurst is a really sleepy, predominantly white, like, wealthy suburb. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, like, nothing happens. The cops are usually bored. So they're like... The response is intense. Like, they're like, what the actual fuck? She was 21. And what's really annoying is the most information about, like, public reaction to the disappearances is about this white, like, the white women from the suburbs who were taken, but not the, like, sex uh, sex workers of color and people from you know, the less privileged areas were mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, it's like seven unnamed, like 11 unnamed sex, sex workers where there's like little to no detail about, but then they go into extreme detail about what happens. Were they them. identified though? Like were these women identified? 
They just uh -uh. have never been identified. No, because they... So they're not just not named in the news articles. Like, they're just... I mean, you know what? It's possible the police identified them but didn't name okay. them to the public because the police have not named them. Okay, but it's but also still, entirely like, in general, possible yeah. that the police in Chicago don't give a fuck about murdered sex workers. Yeah. I mean, I don't fucking know. But uh, their last victim was Beverly Washington. Okay, and she was their last victim because Beverly Washington was a goddamn badass. She was taken by um, Robin, and I believe Robin was acting alone at the time because she did not see the other three men. Um, oh, fuck. So she lived. All there are four of these guys or three yeah. of these guys? Three, four. Four of these guys, they're all killing together, but they're also all killing separately. Were they all killing separately or it was just Robin killing separately? It was probably just Robin killing separately because he was very much the mastermind. Yeah. The other three were kind of like scared of him yeah. and he convinced them that he had satanic powers things like that Jesus. so like i mean and i'm sure obviously i'm not trying to excuse the crimes and also evilness of the other three men because they definitely they got into this oh, fucking yeah. shit they're fucking like it's ugh. also please stop blaming satanism oh for you being an asshole um, yeah it, that's exactly what the, the only tie to <laughs> satanism they definitely held that he held that up as like a just to like D direct attention away from the fact that it's like this is just his perverse perversion mm -hmm. his terrible shit he took beverly washington she was a sex worker in chicago she was 20 mm. okay he took her off the street he took her to a motel i believe he handcuffed her to a chair forced her to swallow a handful of pills no so you this is just pills? assumed as what they what did pills. all of the time yeah, basically. This is I mean, there's the only like full account. I have more information about oh, their MO man. because they gave full accounts mm. about oh, what they did assholes. after they got caught. And they got caught because of Beverly yeah. Washington, by yeah. the way. She is the reason why those motherfuckers got caught. The only reason. Um, honestly, I mean, like, they got other reasons, but it wouldn't have happened if she, that mm -hmm. fucking woman, she, like, uh, did I already say that she was a black woman? No. Um, she's a black woman. I assume. Anyway, so he took her and after giving her those pills and handcuffing her to a chair, he took piano wire to mm. her left breast while she was awake. Oh my God. She passed out near the end of the process. And when she woke up next, she was in a hospital. They found her on a railroad. She had been beaten a lot. She was so injured. She couldn't speak. Did they think she was dead? Yeah, they probably left her for dead, right? Uh, they left her for dead, but she was alive. Right. How, how did they just, they, someone just happened upon her? Um, I guess, yeah. So they, she was rushed to the hospital in critical condition and the cops came to see her. And this amazing woman, like in critical condition, man, even though she couldn't speak, managed to communicate to the cops, like in detail, Holy what happened to her, shit. who took her, like what he looked like, the exact type of car to the color Fucking it was a red spot. orange van oh my god she to the what was hanging off the fucking um mirror, mirror. like it was a long white feather and a blue white feather Mother with a plyward fucker. partition um wow. and it's a long ass like big ass creepy ass red orange rust wow. van 
And are you just, I mean, do you perceive that you are in danger and just take all of this stuff in? Or is it, or are you just, is she just like naturally just perceptive? I honestly, oh. what I, I feel like part of it right. is you were talking about uh, a few weeks ago, you did, you did the grim sleeper and you were talking about how one of the women who survived mm -hmm. from the jump, she was like looking for her ways out. She was right. act like, if you kill me, I'm going to, if I die, I'll fucking haunt you. Mm -hmm. Like. I just feel like black women, when they get in that situation, they immediately start committing things to memory and being like, how am I going to, you know, I, you know what I mean? It's a trauma um, thing in general. As I, think. I can't speak as a black woman, but I can speak as a black person. Yeah. It's probably, it's a, um, survival skill. It's a survival skill. Yeah. It's 100%. Uh, I can speak as a woman, mm -hmm. Fair. a white one though. Um, but Same. like as a survivor of trauma, like you, it, it's there. Like, it's just, sometimes it's either you're, I'm not, not naturally a perceptive person. Mm -hmm. I have like, I feel like I'm a shitty observer mm -hmm. in general, but like, there's just details that you just remember. Cause it just, yeah. it just clicks in there. It's, so it's probably a PTSD thing, but it's just like yeah. an easily accessible memory that you can whip out and be like, here it is. Let's go. Oh, wow. I'm sure yeah. You don't do it actively. It's just, Oh yeah. No, it's, well, I'm sure like that yeah, adrenaline, like, Anyway, um, a few days after that, police in Chicago picked up a, uh, a van with the exact, with the feathers and the everything. Mm. Oh. Um, and Eddie was in it. Um, oh my God, I bet they never thought they were, like, no one, they didn't even know anyone was coming after them because they thought she was dead. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and to be honest, she was not the first victim they left alive. Oh. But there just isn't a lot of like information on Oh, okay, but she was the first after. victim that was she, left alive she that was provided like, that detailed of a description. Yeah, that right. was like took the motherfuckers down. And so they stopped the car. Eddie um Eddie Spritzer was was there and he was super nervous, super like freaking out. And he's like, It's not my it's not my car, it's my boss's car. It's uh Robin Getz mm. Gesht's oh, car. Robin Gesht, he was married father of three mm. no they came after him they arrested him but he posted bail bond uh, same thing uh yeah, yeah same thing uh and got away disappeared and beverly washington's testimony apparently for some reason wasn't enough to hold him even though after they caught him they immediately brought him to the hospital and she, Identified without on the spot. Hesitant, hesitation, was like, he did it. Mm -hmm. um, but she still couldn't speak. And afterwards, she, like, collapsed. It was, like, so much. Oh, like, literally just, like, a week after your your trauma, you're, like, you have to face him. Uh. But she, Again, that thing of fucking facing your serial killer. Yeah. And she I did it. I that sentence. Yeah. I said this last week. Was that last week? Two that, weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. It was multiple weeks ago. It yeah. feels recent. I just think the fact that there are people out there who exist in the world that can refer to their serial killer. Yeah. Like yeah. the serial killer that tried to murder me that Jesus. one time. This girl at work today literally told me about how she, a guy tried to kidnap her. What the fuck? He literally grabbed her off the street with a long screwdriver pointed oh up to her, pointed up to her neck he said don't move in chicago don't move or i'll kill you he tried to wrestle her into an alleyway mm. she managed to slip out Ma. he had her by the hair she mm. ran away so hard he ripped out her oh. hair 
and she got away. Did he chase her? I mean, I it was a busy street, so like I don't think thing. I don't think he chased her, but I don't I know. I hate all of that. Jesus Christ! I'm so glad she's okay. Yeah. She. I was like, are you? Holy are you okay? Shit. Like, like immediately when she was like, I was, I was almost kidnapped. I was like, oh my god. Excuse me. Yeah. God, what? Will you tell me about that? You don't have to if you can't. Like, don't, don't even try if you can't. But she was like, no, I'll tell you about it, and I was like, <gasps> oh. Women my. are amazing. Very Honestly. Bad. I've never met a woman that doesn't have a crazy fucking story like yeah. that. I've got a few. Mm. Getched this fucker. So he ran away. Yeah, he was a, he was arrested. Then he had to be released. On further investigation, they discovered that in 1991, he had rented a room in a motel along with three friends, each with adjoining rooms. Uh, the hotel manager said that they had held loud parties and appeared to be involved in some kind of cult. Police then tracked down the other men. They had Edward already, and they, like, revisited him because at first they were like, oh, this isn't his car. We're, we don't think he's involved. But then they came back because they were like, he has accomplices. We got to find him. So they picked up Edward, and he was the one who broke down. Good. Like, he was he wasn't the leader, but he was, like, the shaky one who was probably the most scared or whatever. But the cops were able to get a lot of information out of him. The cops were able to get all other three guys, basically, because they broke down Eddie. Mm-hmm. There's always that one serial killer. Yeah, that one serial killer. That who, the serial down. killer in the group that right. brings everybody down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Thomas uh, Cocorales confessed that he and the others had taken women back to Gesht's place uh. to what Gesht called the Satanic Chapel. Uh, they, his attic? Yeah, his attic. Uh. They sexually assaulted and mad. tortured women. This is what they were admitting to. Amputated their breasts with a wire garrote. Cocorales went on to say that they would eat parts of the severed breasts as kind of a sacrament. Gesht would masturbate on, oh, only Gesht would masturbate on the breasts, and then he actually put them in a box. So that was a little bit different from what I said before. Uh, Cocorales claimed he saw he once saw 15 breasts in the box. At once? Yeah, at once. So they only eat part of the breast, not the whole breast. So no, they only the whole breast. But it was also different, because sometimes they, they didn't always use a wire garrote. Like, sometimes they would just, like, they would bite off. They would just do a bunch of... They would mutilate. But it was always the left breast. They were just not... They were evil. Not top-notch individuals. They were evil. Fully evil. Satan would never do this. Yeah, no. Satan's like, what? Guys. These are like... So many people are like, I'm a Satanist. Right. I'm like, have you even read your like core rules? <laughs> exactly. You're yeah. breaking the majority of them right now. <laughs> like, do you know anything about it before you... Talk about it. Satanic panic. This is also during the satanic panic. So fake Satanism. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna do the satanic panic. I was gonna do the. I was gonna do the the preschool trial. Oh. But there's none of those are true stories. They're all just crazy. None of none of there's no credible stories that came out during that time. Mm -hmm. So I think there was like one, but it was like. Just one guy who worked at a daycare. It wasn't like the daycare, like the children were all being sent out. He was just like shitty elsewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really do that much research. But the satanic panic was all caused by like crazy white moms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Okay, so the Cocorales brothers and Spritzer, all, they actually all three of them confessed to their crimes. 
Gesht uh, protested his innocence. He was like, no, I didn't understand that. After a series of didn't trials. Didn't they have his DNA on literal breast tissue in yeah. his fucking attic? For some reason, they could not actually convict him for the murders. What? Excuse me? They got him for aggravated sexual assault and battery. Um, on who? I bl- uh, On uh, Beverly Washington. One? They oh, they sentenced they, they break, him right? for like 180 years though. Oh. So they only convicted him for like the one, but they're like, you're going in. Like, cause I think it was a technicality. They couldn't pin. Okay. They could like, it was, I, they the only substantial like evidence they had was like technically like hearsay or circumstantial sure. or something. I don't really know. But, I mean, they got him in for life, except that he also is eligible for parole in 2042. He's still alive. Well, how old is he going to be by then? 80-something. 80 80 yeah, something. He'll, he won't get out. Um, or if he does, someone will just, like, I don't know, hit him with a, a stick and he'll, he'll drop. I should hope that fucks up. Yeah. Yeah, I feel um, like that would, the city of Chicago would not enjoy him getting out. He probably won't. He won't <gasps> out. Charles Manson died. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When? I didn't kill him um, this time. To... <laughs> this time? I almost killed him last time he almost died. You want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was like sitting, I was driving around in a car, just living my life. And all of a sudden I like had this overwhelming urge to bring up Charles Manson. I had not been talking about him at all. Okay. I had not like... I, it came out of nowhere. Like I had gone like probably like two or three months without consuming any Charles Manson. <laughs> existence and all of a sudden i had to talk about him so i like launched into this whole speech with my boyfriend kenny and um as i finished he was like wait i gotta see a picture of him because he hadn't seen a photo of charles manson i don't know what world he lives in (laughs) so i went and i like googled it and i pulled it up and i googled and on google it was like seven minutes ago Charles Manson near death in the hospital and I was like I've been talking for a solid 30 <laughs> like I did this <laughs> so by talking about Charles Manson you... I murdered him okay. almost but his I don't know but this time but this time you I didn't talking... bring him up okay I don't think oh, good to know but I almost well, killed I'll... him last time and now he's officially dead I took him down like by half of his life force <laughs> good for you good for you so you're welcome, guys. <laughs> We're killing Charles Manson. So I kind of skipped ahead a little bit because I really wanted to talk about Beverly. Because cause she's a badass. Because yeah. she's, yeah, she's the reason they got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to like jump back in true disorganized chaos like I am. <laughs> so actually, after Laura Borowski uh, from Elmhurst, when she, uh, we talked about her a little bit. After she got kidnapped, a, they actually brought in a hypnotist to question witnesses, like just who were in the area. Okay. And they apparently also saw the red and orange van. Like, so that was cited in the area. I mean, I don't know why they brought in a hypnotist. Well, they to... probably had to do some sort of like a sensory, I don't know what it's actually called. I am 
picturing a Criminal Minds episode. This is the second time I've brought up Criminal Minds, and I've not done it so far in the podcast, but here we are. I've done so well. When they, like, make them do, like, the sensory, like, deprivation thing, and they have to, like, recall all of the things, like, like, smell, like, all of the Yeah, they probably just picked out people who were, because, like, it was a a commercial area. There were other businesses around. So they probably just picked out people who were in the area at the time doing their shopping, and they just, like, all, like, they found that there was, like, a suspicious orange-red van in the parking lot. But it didn't actually turn up anything. They didn't get any real leads out of it. Her case went cold. Uh, that's Lori's case went cold. Five months later was when they found her body. And they found it in a cemetery in Villa Park. Are they keeping them for a prolonged period of time? Or are they just not finding their bodies? The I think the them? police are just not finding okay. their bodies. They're just dumping them all, like under bridges and just like all over the place. And it's taking them like months to find these bodies they're just sitting there for so long i just don't that doesn't make sense to me there are so many people in this world mm-hmm. <laughs> like walking around taking up space how do you not notice the dead body like laying on the side of the road somewhere i don't know maybe they i have no idea it doesn't make any sense it doesn't um over the course of the next four months the gang abducted and uh killed several more women in the chicago oh. area Literally days after Lori was when Shway Muck, Mac, I, no. How do you spell it? S H U I. Shui. Shui? Mm hmm. Mac. Mac. Mock. M A K. M A K. Shui Mac. Okay. And she was abducted from Hanover Park, which is, I think, kind of near here, right? Yeah, it is. Two weeks later was when they abducted Angel York, mutilated her while she was still alive before throwing her out of a van. Mm. Was it pretty much like two weeks? Yeah. In between two weeks most later. of them? Yeah, like they did it pretty frequently. Yeah. Did she, was she one of the ones that survived? She survived. And she they actually threw her out of a van. They threw her out of a van, and she actually did. I was wrong. She did give a description of her attackers, but it failed to produce any leads, and the case went cold. Um, this is where, we're, where we, you know, we were kind of talking about the jurisdiction kind of problems. Mm-hmm. They had, like, you know, at least two or three witnesses. If they had combined all of the stories, yeah. they could have gotten enough to get them. But they, they could had have been looking separate. for that ban sooner. Like, if the Elmhurst PD and the, like, I mean, they there was communication, but it's just, like, mm. Severely lacking. Yeah. Months later, they abducted, strangled, and stabbed a teenage, uh, Sex worker Sandra Delaware, uh, before dumping her in the Chicago River. The month later, they killed a woman named Rose Davis and dumped her in an alleyway. The body had injuries almost identical to this. How many bodies are in the Chicago River, do you think? I don't want to talk about it because I I think about it. Don't they drain it? Not enough. They die green. Not all the way. No. Cool. Good to know. Um, a month after killing Davis, they abducted their. That was a month after Davis was when they abducted Beverly. Mm. Eventually, they arrested Gash because he. They found that he had rented the hotel room. The police identified the other men and brought them in. Like I said before. Oh God. Oh wait. Now I have to get to their mo. Like their full mo. Oh, like their confessions. Yeah, because there's more. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the mo. Like. Uh, pieced together from their confessions and victim okay. testimonies. So Spritzer and the Cocorales brothers would drive around their city in their van and search for victims. When they found a potential victim, mostly sex workers, they would take them to Gesh's apartment to the Satanic Chapel where the victims... The attic. Would, mm-hmm. <laughs> the victims would be beaten, tortured, 
sexually assaulted, mutilated, and in ritualistic ways. The victims then would be killed in various ways. They were such as like stabbing, Mm. strangling, shooting, and even hacking apart with an axe. (sighs) Gesh would read passages of the Satanic Bible as his partners would brutally kill the women. In every case, they would remove I, they remove the victim's breast, left breast in every case with the wire garrette, sometimes with different, I don't know, it wasn't always fully consistent. But there were, she would always be so alive. That's... So was killing them, like killing the women was not their gig? Their gig... Their gig was like Their gig the was process. like the process, the like, the, the torture. Yeah. Because they did so much while these women were still alive. Because that was what the, that and was And some the of the women they didn't even kill. So they they were just trying to mm-hmm. cause pain. Yeah, and then they were done. They were like, okay, next. Exactly. That's like, so they were so deluded. Such disrespect for women. Yeah. Just... Such hatred. Like It's not even disrespect. It's just, like, total disregard. Like, yeah. just, like, not even. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, you want to know the sick twist? The, the one so the single all, sick twist of the story. The well, like the most recent sick twist, mm. oh, twenty seventeen recent. Oh god. So okay, well, I just have to say that first, Andrew Cocorales was put to the death penalty. Great. And he was actually the last person that Illinois put to the death penalty before they oh. revoked it. And um, he definitely got the death penalty because he was the one that like spilled his spilled. No, everything he was the brother of, of Thomas, who's Thomas was the one who spilled everything. Oh, okay. But, like, this guy admitted that he killed women. So yeah. the other two, Spretzer and Thomas Cocorales, also admitted they killed women, and they got life sentences with the possibility of parole. Why? Tom, yeah, that's what I want to know. Gesht, like I said, got 120 years to life, but they actually only charged him for the attempted murder and the sexual assault and assault on uh, Beverly Washington. Those so were like the only charges they didn't the like, only throw charges on they a could bunch make of like crazy stick. weird ones. I, I guess they couldn't get the other ones to stick but the everyone in that courtroom was like this guy needs to fucking die in prison. Yeah. So he still went away for 120 years. Like, so only one of them were put to death? Yeah. Only one of them was put to death. And like one a of random them is, one. One of right. them is about to get out. Like, how soon? Like, and how old is he? He was originally scheduled to get out September 27th, 2017. Uh, uh, Prosecutors were trying to fight that. They couldn't actually release him. Uh, the last report I found about it was in October, and they couldn't release him on the scheduled date because he didn't actually have anywhere to stay. And he had to find somewhere to stay before they would release him. Um, it's and his, only on a technicality. Yeah. And his family is like, no, he can't stay with us. So he doesn't have anyone to stay with. Oh, God. He's going to sue us. He's going to get out and sue us. Or kill us. He could. Sorry for bringing this on, you guys. I didn't want that. <laughs> yeah, but it was fucked up. Yeah. He can't sue us. That's all true. Here. He said he did it. Yeah. Oh, fair. We're using his own words. True. Okay. He can kill us, though. He could kill us. He could <laughs> kill us. Technically. Okay, so there was a really fucked up detail I was debating whether or not to... Share. ...include or share, but I, I think I need to. Gesht would have sex with the... Like, I don't know how else to say this. He assaulted their wound after taking off their breast. Yeah. While they were... St- 
still alive. So that was the end goal there. Like, that was his thing. He was... He had a perversion. He was a disgusting, he evil person. A, and yeah. he did fucked up shit Is to this a confession any woman that any he made? age. It was, I believe, uh, a confession from... From someone. Thomas, okay. probably. The of, women cause, that survived. Because Robin claimed to this day that he didn't do it. Surviving that. Surviving that. I can't even... That's not something there's, like, a fucking support group for, either. Like, that's you and, like, the other... Like, that's... That's fucked. I'd like to apologize. And also, at the same time, Beverly Washington, all of these victims need... I need to say their name. And, like, they're they're just yeah. need to be recognized. Because I had not heard Are of this. Are they out there Is Beverly Washington still? still alive? Yeah, yes. Good. Oh. Hi, Beverly. Hope you're having a good day today. Me the fuck, too. Oh. I, I love you. But yeah, so sorry I took it there. Well, on that note. What was your, uh, the name of your story, officially? What did you title it in your notes? The Ripper Crew. The okay. Ripper Crew of Chicago. Yes. The, or the Chicago Ripper Crew. Fuck. Or the Ripper Crew of Chicago. Or the complete pieces of shit in Chicago. Yeah. Or they should all be trash. dead, and one of them might be walking among us. Some soon if soon. not now if not now yeah i can't I, seem to find any you can more look up prison you can look up in the prison records because it's paid for by taxes so it's out there oh god yeah well i went there you did you went there you bought property i told you it was fucking dark <laughs> anyway yeah okay that's that hi angela hello hi angela hello. late Anzo, again officially hi. hello hi <laughs> Nice to meet you too. <laughs> Angela's our wonderful intern who drew the picture. <laughs> yes. Our art. Our cover art. Oh, love it. Uh, Sam, will you give Angela a mic to say hello? Yes, I was in the process. <laughs> say hello, Angela. Can what? you believe this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's it. Put the mic down. <laughs> that's all we pay. That's all. That's Never all we don't pay you for. <laughs> yeah, that's all you're allowed to say. We're <laughs> just gonna have guests on to say what the name of the podcast. <laughs> Get out, get out, leave. And then we shuffle them out the yeah. door and lock it behind them. Exactly. Perfect. Okay, is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay, so I'm doing... Okay, I was going to do something else today, but then my doggies got sick, so I couldn't finish oh, well, look my research. So that'll be next week, because <laughs> I'm always ahead of the curve. Um, I hate it. So I'm going to be doing The Legend of La Llorona. What? Or the weeping woman. Whoa! Oh my God! Literally, the coworker who I was telling about before, who uh -huh. got like almost kidnapped, kidnapped, she was literally telling me about this too. Stop it! She was like, "Have you ever heard of the weeping woman?" And I was like, "What?" She needs to like get out of my car. Get out of our gig. No, I mean like I don't know. Burn some sage. She has a lot of fucking oh, shit happening that's to her what life. I'm saying. Um, okay, so the legend of uh, La Llorona, or the Weeping Woman, has been a part of Hispanic culture in the Southwest during the days of the Conquistadors. Mm. Some believe that uh, La Malinche herself is the original La Llorona, and uh, La Malinche was the Nahua woman who served as uh, Hernán Cortés's interpreter and mistress who bore him children. And uh, Cortez was a um, conquistador who... Um, I'll get into that. I'll get into who Cortez is. Um, La Malinche gave birth to two twin boys by Cortez, 
And the king and queen of Spain, fearing that Cortes had betrayed them and is building his own empire, repeatedly asked him to return to Spain. He refused, saying that if he leave, if he left, that uh, they would lose their new territories. The king and queen sent a beautiful Spanish lady to convince him to return. The Spanish lady seduces Cortes, convincing him to return to Spain with his two sons. Cortes tells La Malinche of his decision to return with his children to leave her behind, and La Malinche, now realizing the role she has helped played in Cortes' massacring of her own people, prays to her gods for help. One of her gods appears to her and says, if you let him take your children, one of them will return and destroy your people. The night before Cortez's departure, La Malinche escapes with the babies. Cortez's soldiers soon discover her absence and set out after her. Upon arriving at the lake that Mexico City now rests on, the soldiers surround La Malinche. Just as they are at the brink of capturing her, she pulls out a dagger and stabs her babies in the heart, <gasps> dropping their lifeless bodies in the water. How many? Two. Yes. Two twins. No, one pair of twins. Two twins? Two twins. Four twins? Nine twins? Two babies, one twin. How Two babies, twins? one twins. Yeah. Huh? Very bad. Uh, La Malinche lets out a heart-wrenching cry saying, Oh, hijos míos, which means, oh, my children. Uh, La Malinche dies. Up to the time of her death, she is seen and heard near the lake weeping and wailing for her children. And she's given the name La Llorona, or the crying woman. Um, that was just one of a lot of origin stories. Oh, okay. So it, like, varies slightly all yes, over the place. but that was the most, like, real-world, um... Mm -hmm like aspect yeah in most alternative versions of this story the ghost was a caring woman full of life and love named maria who married a wealthy man that lavished her with gifts and attention however after she bore him two sons he began to change returning to a life of womanizing and alcohol mm -hmm. often leaving her for months at a time when he did return home it was only to visit his children and he, he the devastated maria began to feel resentment toward the boys one evening, as Maria was strolling with her two children on a shady pathway near the river, her husband came by in a carriage with an elegant lady beside him. He stopped, spoke to his children, ignored Maria, and then drove the carriage down the road without looking back. Asshole. Yeah. After seeing this, Maria went into a terrible rage, and turning against her children, she seized them and threw them into the river. As they disappeared downstream, she realized what she had done and ran down the bank to save them, but it was too late. Mar you ever just panic and throw your children into the water? I do it often. <laughs> Which is why... <sighs> this resonates with you so much? No, uh, that and CPS is also looking into me constantly. Oh. It's, a, it's a whole deal. Uh, Maria... a file out on you? Yeah. I, do you ever think that some you have a file somewhere? I definitely am in some sort of government agency's Same. list. I Google enough things on the internet. I'm like waiting. What are they waiting for? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to cross some line. <laughs> Not long after her, um, nope, Maria broke down into inconsolable grief, running down the street, screaming and wailing. Again, something else I relate to because I do that often. Not long mm -hmm. after her death, her restless spirit began to appear, walking the banks of the Santa Fe River when darkness fell. Her weeping and wailing became a curse of the night, and people began to be afraid to go out after dark. She was said to have been seen drifting between the trees along the shoreline or floating on the current with her long white gown spread out upon the waters. Yeah, so she walks the water. Style icon. Yeah, honestly. So I wanted some first-hand accounts because it was like very prevalent in Hispanic yeah. culture and Latino culture. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll fucking try that. So I was researching this at work, and I asked my... uh co-worker uh, Marisol about La Llorona and her first question was like why have you seen her <laughs> oh and I was God. like 
Oh. Oh. I love this. Oh my god. So I have a. Where wait? Where does she get sighted? Like all over? You're about to get into it, aren't you? Yes. Uh, well, I'm so excited. First, I have a first-hand account <laughs> from my friend Amelia. Uh, I was told that she had three kids, and her husband was a drunk that eventually abandoned the family. He one day came back for his kids and started throwing shit everywhere, and Maria got in the way trying to protect her kids. Something hit her ha head. She got a concussion. When she woke up, her kids and husband were gone. She spent days and nights looking for her kids. Even on rainy days, she'd scream their names, and she'd call for them by waterfalls and rivers. She eventually died by drowning in one of the rivers, and even after her death, her ghost would search for her children on lonely ro roads, rivers, and waterfalls. Um, after Lyodona's children drown, either she drowns or someone else drowns them, she drowns herself in the same river where they die to join them in the afterlife. When she arrives at the gates of heaven, she is asked where her children are. Unable to come up with a satisfactory answer, she is banned from heaven and encouraged to spend eternity wandering the earth, searching in vain for her lost children and constantly weeping, hence her name. Oh my God. As the story evolved, La Llorona resorted to kidnapping children who resemble her missing offspring oh. and drowning them, <gasps> asking her children for forgiveness, hoping these murders would take the place of her children. Oh my God. She has taken on banshee-like qualities, dooming those who hear her wailing to death. <sighs> and I have another quote from Amelia. Um, well, I used to have nightmares about it all the time, honestly. It was the only recurring dream I've ever had. But as for an actual experience, I remember my mom telling me that a story happened, uh, telling me a story that happened in Honduras. A friend of hers, a single mother, had lost her children in a family fight against property. The woman's kids ended up getting shot with her when her brother and cousin were coming after each other for land on a banana plantation. Oh my God! She buried her kids, and over time, became more and more depressed. Even though she saw her kids get shot, my mom tells me that she'd always hang around the local gas station, stiff gasoline, cry, and ask anyone that passed by where her children were. Oh my God. Long story short, people stopped talking to her, and then one day my mom heard that she sniffed so much gasoline that she passed out and died. My abuela used to tell my mom that she firmly believed La Llorona possessed my mom's friend. Wow. Oh, wow. And then she put in, I was going to mention that my mom's friend's middle name was Maria, but literally every other Honduran's middle name is Maria, oh. so ye, nothing uh. coincidental there. That's from Amelia. That's a direct quote. Okay. Uh, it is evident that La Llorona is more than a horror story. On some level, Maria's emotional torment endows her character with a level of vulnerability rarely seen in Chilling Legends. Mm. Beneath the narrative lies an ambiguous message about explaining the legends persistent in popular culture. Maria's fate depicts the inevitably disastrous conclusion to vain or shallow priorities or a falsely inflated sense of self. Yet other critics have noted the legend's presentation of machismo with its focus on female responsibility and male absence. Hmm. La Llorona also touches upon issues of motherhood, the feminine condition, and more universal notion of a life after death reflective of the choices and direction while chosen while on earth. Wow. In contemporary society then, the folklore still has some didactic relevance. I don't know what didactic means. It's copy and pasted. Because uh -huh. I'm a professional. As well as remaining the perfect tale, enabling parents everywhere to ensure children stay indoors and safe after dark. So that wow. is uh, La Llorona, the Weeping Woman. I've never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. It's real short, but uh, I had never heard of it either, but That's crazy. it's clearly prevalent That's crazy. in a bunch of uh, cultures. So, That's yeah. super cool. It's cool. Oh, my friend Marisol actually told me a story. It wasn't her, but it was her friend. 
he was uh, walking home drunk uh, in Mexico, mm-hmm. and um, he saw a woman in white just like crying or something. As he gets closer, she he realizes that she is hovering above the ground. Oh, oh. and uh, so he looks at her. She's like, "Have you seen my kids?" <gasps> And he's like, fuck this out. Books it. Goodbye. Bye. Oh my God. I bet. Yeah. She probably can't even get that full question out because everyone knows at this point. And they're like, not on today. Oh my God. I really enjoyed that. And I just can't believe that the first time I ever heard about that was like five hours today just by chance. That is so crazy. Did your friend have a story that she told you or? Not really, because she works in a different department, so we didn't have, like, okay. a good enough moment for me to be, like, spill. But I see her all the time, so I'm going to follow you got to ask. Very I bad. will ask. I'll record it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. <sighs> I, it's, like, I had a little short story. I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm that's, a good, that's a good palate cleanser after the last After story my that mess <laughs> that I delivered for you guys, that fucked up shit. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, so. Well, mine's not like crazy fucked up. It's not a good time. Okay. <laughs> and also, like, I don't know. I, I, it was kind of like a disconnect in the story for me for some reason, and I'm not sure what it was. But mm-hmm. I think it's just because I'm like, I'll get into it. It's because I've seen it a thousand times, and it keeps happening all the time. I'm gonna get into the Edmund post office shooting. Uh, hmm. Which is, it's the reason I wanted to do it, the reason it was like so interesting to me is because it's the phrase going postal. That's oh. where it comes from. Okay. It comes from a fucking mass shooting. Oh, um, great. Because there were a series of them and it was very, like, in post offices, people, like, people who worked in post offices were all of a sudden getting really pissed off and coming in and killing all the supervisors and shooting everyone. And, like, oh, so these are postal workers. Yes. Specifically happening a lot. And I. Whoa. Uh, it was crazy. So, we're gonna. The man we're gonna talk about is Patrick Sherrill. He was born November 13th, uh, 1941. Scorpio, red flag. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what I wanted to talk real quick before I get into the story. I think I'm gonna start writing about like astrological influences on true crime. Ooh. Because every time I do this, I always put like what season it was or like mm-hmm. where like what year they were born in and i put like three lines to do like that for this day specifically and then i got really distracted and realized i was like i just got to get this story to happen fair but i think i'm going to start doing that either in my stories or in general just in your i fully time. fully support that i, I just am interested in it and it's mm-hmm. just combining the interests do it so like infographic statistically of all serial killers that have virgos ever Mostly Virgos. So really? Okay. I knew it. Why? Like. The, what do you mean why? I'm. I mean. <laughs> why meaning duh. Okay. It's like I'm the not getting into my Virgo hate. Why was a bad hate. choice of words? No. Um. It makes. Why sense. not? <laughs> why not? But we're gonna. So the day of this shooting was August twentieth, nineteen eighty six. Was Leo season. Okay. Um, <laughs> was uh, seven a.m. Patrick Sherrill walked into work at his post office job. Uh, he was wearing his uniform and he had a packed mailbag over his shoulder with two 45 caliber Colts and a 22, I want to say. That was all that was in the bag. And he walked in like straight on time to mm-hmm. go to work, walked straight up to his supervisor, Richard Esser, and pulls out the 45, mm-hmm. shooting him at point blank in the chest. 
almost immediately turning to another worker nearby named Mike Rockne. Rockne? Rockne? R-O-C-K-N-E? Who knows? From there, basically everyone, mm-hmm. there were like 90 plus workers in there. Anywhere from 80 to 100, mm. I saw. Oh, wow. Mostly, mostly closer to 100. Everyone was like in full panic. People were running yeah. out. People were hiding, like dropping to the ground. A couple people said that they thought it was a mail tray dropping because that happened a lot. Like right. people yeah. would like fuck around and drop the mail tray because it would sound like a gun going off. And mm-hmm. you don't expect gunfire to be at your and you place don't, of residence. Yeah. At I'm 7 a.m. when you're like starting your fucking shift at right. the post office. Yeah, you're like still sort of asleep. Like you're, Ugh. yeah, it's 7 a.m. You're like starting your day. Oh my um, God. So people thought it was that. And also there are a couple people that thought it was like a drill, which I think is weird because... I don't. I feel like the post office isn't that serious of a job where they're gonna have like a live shooting drill in the middle oh. of your day at 7 a.m. I okay. don't know. I thought you meant the. They're sound like to the see drill. how we're gonna so react to it. No, they thought that they were like literally like in a live shooting drill. Okay. But like in, like initially, very quickly they realized that wasn't the case when they like saw their dead coworkers dropping around them. I um, part of a live shooting drill at the airport. Yeah. Like you think Exactly. No, absolutely not. Um, that's like not a thing that happens. Um, It'd be so hard to organize. <laughs> Especially at one of the busiest airports mm-hmm. ever. Right. Very loud. <laughs> There's too many people. It's too much. Uh, so from there, panic and disbelief ensued. The whole incident lasted less than 15 minutes. Uh, Patrick stayed silent the entire time. He stalked through the building. There was like a, a map of the path that he followed. And it, it was kind of random, but he kind of just went around the back area shooting as he went. He secured the exits. He locked a couple doors as he went. He chased some random people down. He left other people alive. It was just completely random. He was silent the entire time. God, that's terrifying. There were seven bullets per magazine with one in the chamber. Does that mean eight bullets total? Okay. I didn't know if it was seven (laughs) with like six and then the seventh was... I wasn't sure. I don't do gun things. Uh, It took less than a minute to reload, but he like just kept walking around. Everywhere, like every witness statement said that he was like systematically walking through the building. Mm -hmm. Um, He hunted out survivors in the workroom. Many ran out through the lobby entrance. Others played dead or hid underneath desks Mm -hmm. in like gurneys, inside closets, behind carts. Uh, He circled the building, seemingly randomly choosing his victims, leaving others alive. Once he reached his starting position, um, looking directly at his supervisor that he started his spree with, he shot himself in the head. Uh. The whole ordeal left 14 dead. I have the victims' names. So the first names, it's the clerks that he killed, were Patricia Chambers, Judy Denny, Patricia Gabbard, Jonna Hamilton, Betty Jared, Patty Welch, and Thomas Shader. The supervisors, Richard Esser and Patty Husband. Five mail carriers, William Miller, Kenneth Morey, Leroy Phillips, Jerry Pyle, and Mike Rockney. It was uh, seven guys and seven ladies total. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there were six injured, William Nimmo, Gene Bray, Michael Bigler, Steve Vick, Judy Walker, and Joyce Ingram. So that was like only 20 victims shot compared to like, this was like a huge deal. This was like a lot of people dead in a mass shooting. Right. I'm just thinking now in 2017. Mm-hmm. This doesn't even get fucking reported anymore. Like mass shootings with like 14 dead. That's like Saturday in Chicago, you know? So um, less than 50 bullets were fired total. The majority of the dead and the victims that were shot only had one bullet. And Mm. they were pretty much like point blank, like shot and killed. The cops showed up, but they had to wait for the SWAT team to go in. 
Almost immediately, the people who were escaping the building were able to identify Patrick Sherrill, a man who they'd worked with for 16 months. The officers saw a man briefly as he paced back and forth, like through the windows, as he locked the back door. Um, and then he disappeared from view, and then the last gunshot was heard. So the cops showed up before he killed himself. himself. Okay. But, like, they didn't hear any other gunshots the whole time they were there. So, like, I don't know the specific timing as to how long he, like, waited in that room before he shot himself. Mm -hmm. But that was approximately 7.15 or 7.20. So, like, literally this all happened within 15 minutes. The SWAT showed up and attempts were made by phone and repeated megaphone pleas. Like, they kept trying to talk to him and, like, negotiate with Patrick Sherrill, who was, at this point... Dead and bleeding out. Dead and dead. Not even bleeding out. He shot himself in the... Like, he's... That's dead. There's still blood pouring. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, at 8.30, the SWAT finally stormed the building. That's a full hour and change after he killed himself right. where there are victims laying and like having been shot on the ground inside this building oh um God. this was uh fucked up and there was a lot so of like outrage as to how this whole entire ordeal was handled by everyone involved the post office was reopened for the next day mm. at 1 a.m the next day they started the, the next shift came in what um and workers were expected to show up and perform as usual, delivering mail that was stained with their co-workers' blood. Jesus! As a federal employee, you are required to show up to work in the event of an emergency, no matter yes. what. Yes. So they had to. Michael Bigler, one of the men who was shot at the scene, showed up for his next shift, but they sent him home early. I but he capitalism. showed up because no one called him to say, dude, stay home. Because he was like, oh, well, let's go. Gotta go to work. I'm sorry, uh, you don't need, if I've been shot, you don't need to call me and tell me to stay home. Yeah. I'm staying home. Like, I have a doctor's <laughs> note. Like, fuck off. I have a hole in my arm. You want to see yeah, it? I... <laughs> the The way that this was mishandled was, like, almost completely unsurprising because that's kind of how the government had been handling things at the time. Mass shooting, like, the knowledge about mass shootings was nowhere near where it is right now mm -hmm. even now it's not great and we're not handling it well but like it was almost unheard of at this time like uh i wrote down let me find it i'll find it later so i'm gonna get into the inciting incident as to why this happened i just wanted to get through the story before i got into patrick sherrill the man uh he was described almost everywhere as a patriotic american Ugh. He lettered in three sports in high school, uh, joined the Marine Corps almost immediately after. Oh, God. And he was a weapons expert there. So many red flags. Just a thousand red flags. He was honorably discharged. I don't know, like, what the qualifications for that are. Does that just mean you're done and they're, like, they sign off on you leaving, essentially? Yeah, you have a um, contract for a certain number of years, and then once you've served your time, you've served your time, and you've been... Honorably discharged? discharged. Okay. Sure. And he joined the Oklahoma Air National Guard from there. And uh, he was a instructor Sorry. there up until he died. He actually, two of the guns he used, the 45s he had checked out from the National Guard and brought with him that day. Um, by all accounts, following his high score on the USPS entrance exam, he was a great letter carrier. There were, there were a lot of like sensationalized reports of him being crazy pat and like, walking around his neighborhood and like peep, being a peeping Tom, but none of those were like substantiated claims. I think it was just like panic after a mass shooting, okay. like misinformation, um, because everything else, like 
all of his official reports of him being like at, at work were all great. There was no like official anything. Yeah. It was just like hearsay that he was crazy. But I mean, he probably wasn't sane. Yeah. I mean. But like, who really knows? On the evening before the shooting, uh, right as he was about to leave, he was called into his uh, like his supervisor's office and was reprimanded by Richard Esser, his first victim, and Bill Bland, who happened to oversleep for the first time ever in his entire career and hmm. show up late to work that day. Wow. Lucky. Yeah, he missed like an almost sure death because he was one of two victims that Patrick Sherrill had in mind going into right. work that day. Jeez. He was a proud man and he likely took the reprimanding to heart and was confused by all accounts as to why he was being yelled at. This was also like sort of a thing that the post office was doing at the time. It was a crazy high pressure job, which I didn't realize. It was crazy high pressure. They have like the letter sorters yep. were the ones who had been like cited as performing a lot of shootings during this whole hmm. phenomenon because they had like less than us like very short amount of time to sort these letters and it, they were just like a machine for the whole day so like they like their brains were almost reprogrammed and like no one was having a really good time in the in the u.s postal service at the time and the supervisors would yell at you even if you were doing good just to like push you into doing more because they didn't really care about you or your well-being they just wanted you to like send out more mail mm -hmm. like all uh, jobs it was all it was all numbers it was a numbers game to so all jobs, so all so. jobs with corporate mm -hmm. so also seeing like a really good worker get yelled at was good for the other workers because they would see that and be like oh shit if he's getting yelled at uh -huh. mm -hmm. it was really just all all a whole thing bill bland uh the other supervisor the surviving supervisor uh even threatened patrick's job safety and said that he would be fired if he wasn't able to like do better. Uh, and Patrick Sherrill was visibly shaken as he left for the day. Uh, he called in a transfer that night to go to main, like to work for maintenance instead. So he was like, get me out of here. I'm yeah. done. And his request was denied. So he was, he felt like he didn't have any other options. He tried his only option, which was calling for a transfer. Sure. Apparently yeah. was all there was. So two of the, yeah, two of the guns were national guard issue. Uh, I couldn't figure out when he checked them out. Like, if he had gone that night and pulled him out or if he had had them before. But I know he... I did read an account where when he had gone out shooting the last time, he when he left, he checked out an extra gun. Okay. So he, like, didn't take it into the shooting range. But as he left, he was, like, going to need a second one of these. Mm. It was his own twenty-two. It was a twenty-two. I didn't make that up. And his own ammo. And he stacked them into his work bag that morning. From 1986 to 1999, there were 15 specific incidents of postal employees murdering in their workplace. Wow. Whoa. And it's where the phrase going postal came from, which I had never heard connected to workplace violence and murder mass shootings. Um, actually, it was cited as clueless was the first um, culturally significant citing of the word, which is fun. Huh. Um, are you talking about murder? They weren't. Interesting. I have to rewatch Clueless then. I don't know what they were talking about, about when they said it, actually. So this intensely stressful work environment paired with his veteran status and heavy firearm training mm -hmm. probably wasn't great on his brain. Yeah. It launched a huge investigation into the U.S. Postal Service practices because of the mismanagement before and after, uh, the mistreatment of workers, the way that they made people go into work the next day. Yeah. They had their own, like, cleaning crew mop up all of the blood. <gasps> It was, like, entirely, like, it happened. The cops showed up probably, like, 
did the whole crime scene thing. There's no court case because right. he's dead. So they, I don't even know how much forensics get done in a case like that. Yeah. But they came in, they left, the people came and mopped it up, and they were open at 1 a.m. the next, like, that day. So, like, not even a full 24 hours hmm. had passed until there were people showing up for work. Everyone was suing. <laughs> and the people who were showing up to work were showing up to the night shift. So they were probably asleep all day. And then they, they probably get, woke up to this news and then had to go to work. and then had to go to work. Yeah. That's probably exactly how most Some of them probably didn't find out about it till they got to the premises and were inside. That's very possible. Yeah, the internet wasn't around. You know, it's not like they picked up their smartphone and was like, oh, you know, shit. Like if yeah. It, yeah, it's not like, like, you know, they might not have been close friends with anyone else who they're working with. And so they would never know. No one would ever call them. Like, yeah. That is so Isn't that unbelievably. Crazy? Oh, it was the that? most deadly mass shooting in the state at the time. The deadliest shooting in total at the time was uh, James Huberty, who killed 21 people in a McDonald's in 1984. Mm. Um, so Where? 21 was the most at the time, and he killed 14. So there's that. Jesus. That's, well then. Uh, yeah, so I, like, oh, you sh I felt like there wasn't really a, a set ending to that again, because mm -hmm. I didn't, like, read off the sentencing. <laughs> Right, yeah. Because he kind of took care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Vigilante justice. You murder a fuck ton of people. You do not deserve to kill yourself and get away with it. Well, it's just you why you kill yourself that order. first before you, get, why is you that the take order? that step. Yeah. If it, I, I, if it comes between killing someone else and killing yourself, kill yourself. Yeah. I'm not. Well, I've if that's never... the end game, like, what's so important about murdering all of your coworkers that if he was being mistreated, like, he, the other job, people maybe. he shot were also getting mistreated. Yeah. Join the union. Join the union. <laughs> Can you believe this shit? Did you even know that there was a fucking test to get into the postal service? I did. I didn't. Did you test? know it's like a, it's two and yeah no. Okay. But he passed all of those it's... for like his gun ownership and his national guard and like army service. In the eighties, I'm sure. Yeah, I, don't know. I was seriously considering working for the Postal Service for a minute. I It's like a two and a half hour long exam. I acquired study guides for said test. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really easy. It's There's, just like, yeah, like basic math and comparing different names and being addresses. like, which name is different? Like, okay. it's basic academic spelling and counting and reasoning. Yeah. It's it it it'd be easy to pass. And I don't know. I I wish I could just tell you that the postal service is better now. I don't know if that's true. Right. I know that I the phenomenon of like postal shootings is not occurring anymore. Yeah. Like it was so intensely for so. But also these were like mostly veterans. Why were the? Because it was a government job. So like they came back and they're like. Boop. We'll, mm -hmm. well, yeah, because this. in at the I, one thing I do know about the postal service is once you've like worked there for your like three year probationary period or whatever, job security you're like locked in. Yeah, like, it's a government job. Mm -hmm. Like it's a good job you to get have. That government job. Yeah, but like clearly not if you're not doing too hot. I don't know. Well, back then that was wild. Yeah, Jesus. I didn't know anything about that. Wow. Jiminy, I've said going Christmas. postal before. I've never said that. I've said the phrase. Going postal? Yeah. I have. I've heard it. I've said it. I've read it. I've never known, like, the origin of it. Same. Mm -hmm. Language is amazing. Look, can you believe this shit? Can you? I can't. believe this shit. We did it. I can't we... believe this shit. All right. We had the, um... 
the Ripper Crew. The Ripper Crew, the uh, Weeping Woman, and... And the Edmund Post Office shooting. Ah. Uh, Jeebus. What an episode. Do we yeah. have... Um, Wildly different topics. Yeah. Let me say. Which I feel like is good because we're not even like planning that. I think we all stepped outside of our like boxes, quote unquote boxes. Yeah. Since, like like at the same time without yeah. planning to. Yeah, we perfect. did. It was good. Amazing. Yeah, that mine was an uncomfortable new area for me to travel. I could tell you were very uncomfortable. So How was your research this. experience? I'd like to ask you about that. Oh. Um, well, I watched a couple documentaries, watched, I mean, I listened to while I was doing other stuff. Sure. And um, then I like read a couple articles, copied and pasted some stuff, <laughs> added my own stuff in, shuffled it around. I was like listening to documentaries and like just randomly being like, oh my God, like, <laughs> screaming to myself. Yeah. Just like as new information came to light, like, oh my God. Yeah, it's a really unpleasant yeah. story. And I was just so shocked that it happened like all around my neighborhood. And recently. Recently, yeah. back in the 80s, just like two seconds ago. 40 years ago. That's recent. No. 30, 40, almost 40. Something like that. Mm. Something like that. The well, Weeping Woman I was very excited to hear about. Me too. Know about. Me, uh, you too. I do. And going postal, that just brings so much more. Like, I never knew. Yeah, I never Did you also, within my research, I found that at the time, the leading cause of workplace death for women is homicide. What? Uh, uh. For men, it's like electrocution or what? like logging accidents. And for women, it's getting murdered. I hate that. Well, An occupational hazard for being a woman. It's just a hazard in general for existing as a woman. Yeah. But like, how crazy is that? I don't know if it's true now. I know it was in 86. It's probably still true Damn. now. Do we have like an email and where we oh, post yes, it. Oh, yes, official things, official things. Let's be official. Yes. We have to be yeah. official. Should we let our intern do that? <laughs> oh. I don't know your email address. Great, okay. So, like, um, I'll do it. God, what um, kind of freaking intern does know our email address? It's can you believe pod. pod. Can you believe pod at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account, and it's CYBSpod on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, we are on SoundCloud uh, in the process of being uploaded to iTunes. By the speak. time this is, is up, we'll definitely be on iTunes. Very good. Leave your reviews. Follow us. Tell us Thinking your secrets. Thinking positively. <laughs> yeah. Email Give us, us your comments. I want... I Specifically with your story, I bet there's a lot of people that have more oh, eyewitness for accounts. Sure. If you I want to know. Uh, like, I don't know. Um, fucking stories, email us at canyoubelievepod at gmail.com. Any, any stories, email us at canyoubelievepod at gmail.com. If you've murdered someone, I we want to hear about it. Intimate details. We will call the police because it's. I think we're supposed we'll to. We'll hunt you the fuck down. Yeah. Can I, I, I just don't. I want someone to tell us that they murdered. I don't want that. I don't okay. want that on my conscience, but okay. I want that. But you would love to solve a murder. Person who on, wants to solve a murder. On a podcast. Give us the murder be. to solve. Zodiac us. Let me solve your murder. <laughs> don't. Okay. But don't go out and murder for us. But if you have murdered yes. and it's if yet you unsolved. are planning on getting murdered, let me know ahead of time <laughs> so I can jumpstart on my research. Like I want to. So I can be there. I want to get in on the ground level. If you have been murdered, please email us at kennybleefpot at gmail.com. We're going to get ghost um, emails. We, we have a, we're going to get a Ouija board at one of these points. And yes. No. Yes, murdered. we are. Yes. I'm I will so not. Excited. Yes, you I thought you were against this. Um, exactly. I am 
against taking it lightly. Okay. But I want to do it. Sure. Great. I'm awesome. I'm down. Because I'm I awesome. am a reckless yeah. person and I love it. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's have fun. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. So. Oh, jeez. Well, there was that. Oh, there, man. Oh, jeez, Rick. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, is well, this an official like Rick and Morty hate zone? Very well. I like Rick and Morty. I hate Rick and Morty's fandom and That's everything what about I mean it. Saying yeah, yeah, that. very that. Um, I have a uh, since we're editing things out. I have a horrible joke because uh, honorary discharge is what I call my semen. Okay, <laughs> and. <laughs> On that note, we're signing off. Can that now. be my sound? My Is sign that off. Your sign off? <laughs> Every just, week, we're just gonna repeat that honorary discharge just, is my is what I call my semen. Yes. Well, just okay. so everyone knows. Yeah, that's that's gotta be on brand. You go first. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, and don't sue us. Always remember, never forget that Mothman is out there, and Mothman loves you. God, I have nightmares about the look that you guys give me right about here. <laughs> And that's our sign off. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I better head slide to you, you in unison. Everything's safe. <laughs> and I get it over here before. Like, Sam's already looking as you're finishing, and I'm like, oh, man. I was waiting for you to say goodbye. Bye. <laughs>